Hello and welcome to the Hit Shuffle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm your host, Dave. Episode 4. Getting into it. So what have you been listening to? I've had a couple things on repeat this past week. The first is a new track called Witch's Brew by the band Elephant Gym. Uh, They're a Taiwanese math rock band and the track just has a really interesting vibe to it. And then I've had a little bit of a throwback uh, to the mid-2000s. I've been rocking the album Get Real by Math the Band, which I don't really know how to describe that other than chiptune chord. Eight-bit and breakdowns and hardcore guitars. So. Yeah, it's like math, but what, the band. <laughs> what more to love than that? Yeah. Uh, what have you been listening to? I've been on a big instrumental kick, uh, prog-ish instrumental bands. Uh, one that I've really had on repeat is the song called Yami Obi by this band Psy off their Vitalism album. It's very, I don't even know how to explain it. It's very proggy and it has like the atmospheric guitars and the then it randomly goes into these heavy distorted guitars and then it hits you with a saxophone and that's, that's different that's what really got me into the song Almost like an 80s sitcom intro saxophone. Kind of. In a prog song. Yep, with distorted, heavy-ass guitars behind it. And like usual, you can find both of these songs on our Spotify playlist. You can either search the Hit Shuffle Podcast playlist, or you can find a link to it on our website, hitshufflepodcast.com. All right, so let's get into it. Dave, you are up first today. Give that roll, see what we get. We've got an 18 today. Let's see where we end up. All right, we've got Charlie's Army by the Menzingers. The Menzingers. This is one of my favorite bands of the past five, ten years or so. Because they're great. That's true. And from Pennsylvania. And from Pennsylvania. Like many great bands. That was Charlie's Army by the Menzingers off the 2017 album After the Party. It's a good song. It's a good song. It sits in a nice little window of like just about two and a half minutes long, which is great for, you know, your typical pop punk song. Exactly. It, it doesn't drag out. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of a nice, simple song. Doesn't really overstay. It's welcome. And it's catchy. It's really catchy. It is. It's catchy. The guitars and drums just kind of come in right from the very beginning, and it just kind of keeps up the energy throughout the whole song. There's a couple little pauses and breaks to give you some dynamics, but it really just 
kind of pumps you up and keeps you there the whole way through. Yeah, that's what I had down as well. The the flow of the song, uh, which I feel like I talk about every goddamn episode. It's very important part. It's, it's very good though because you have your parts that are your choruses, which are really high energy, and then you go into these parts that are nice, you know, ring out parts with these nice simple lyrics, and they're just kind of singing in the background, and it's a very well done song. Yeah, I also really like uh, even when they're transitioning, kind of just from one high energy part to another without having a kind of dynamic break in between just the way that the drum beat continually switches up and they're all energetic drum beats but they're all different right yeah so you can tell it, you change parts it keeps shifting throughout the song you can feel a definitive line between you know a chorus and a chorus and i guess an interlude part yeah bridge or pre-chorus or the, or the you know, verse stuff like that it it keeps the same energy while making a distinct difference in the part of the song that you're in. Right. Now, I really didn't know that much about the Menzingers going into this. I've heard a couple of their songs. Uh, I know their really popular song, I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore, uh, was probably the first one I heard from them. I believe that was actually on, a, I think, a video game soundtrack. Possibly? I have no, I'm it's, not actually it's sure. It's definitely their widest exposed song good yeah good song too oh it's a really good song but i knew that they were from pennsylvania uh, i've heard the name thrown around for years i didn't realize they had been around since 2006 which is quite surprising that i hadn't heard of them over this time considering how many different places in philly and shows i've played and been to and seen and their name never came up ironically enough i got into this band right before i moved away from the area to arizona so a lot of the time I've been listening to this band has actually not been here in the, I guess, greater, greater Philadelphia area. Uh, but they definitely mention it in a lot of their songs, you know, as any musician from Philly does. <laughs> yeah, it's a, if you're from Philly or the surrounding area of Philly, you have definitely mentioned Philly in a song. Yes. How, how many times can I say Philly in, in a row? Jeez. Should be wearing my Philly shirt today. Apparently. Uh, I also uh, did not know a lot about the background of the band. Uh, surprisingly, despite this being one of my most listened to bands uh, for quite a while, and they're actually connected to quite a few uh, pretty big other Pennsylvania bands as well. And not only bands from Pennsylvania, but their very first album was produced by a guy named Jesse Cannon, who I'm very familiar with. Uh, he was big in the, the production side of things for a while. Uh, he's written books. He has a couple podcasts, and he's worked with some major bands uh, like The Cure, uh, The Menzingers, obviously, Weird Al Yankovic, Brand New, Limp Biscuit, Dillinger Escape Plan, Man Overboard, Leftover Crack. I mean, it, this, his list of bands is it's impressive, to say the least. I mean, that's a hell of a resume. So obviously, the man knows how to produce some good music. And I think that comes through, uh, uh, listening to the songs that I have heard, uh, the ones that he got his hands on, he definitely knows how to bring out the band in the song. Another thing I noticed about the song is the guitar solo. And at first, it kind of seems just like your standard uh, bringing back the verse or chorus melody uh, as a guitar solo. Right. But I just really like the way it's phrased and just the way it's played. There's a lot of bends in it and a lot of articulation, and it's not just a straight going up and down the notes of the melody that you're taking. 
kind of adds that same high energy feel that the rest of the song has and just flavors the solo up a little bit. Right. And it, the part that I have here, the part, the softer part that goes into the solo is a really nice break because it kind of slows everything down, kind of, you know, focuses a lot on the lyrics, a lot on the melody, and then it just kind of jumps right back into it into the solo, which is a, like you said, it's not a complicated sweeping solo, but it works it matches the melody. It fits into the song. It's it's just good. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a simple pop punk song from a very storytelling oriented band. So, right. kind of taking your vocal melody and reworking it into the solo, but tweaking it more to express the feel of the song. I I just felt it was a very good way to take it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard in the background. I should say a lot of these songs. My wife listens to these guys a lot. So while she's doing stuff, I'll, I'll hear them as I'm going along my day. Uh, so, yeah, we have it on in the background a lot. And it's not something you have to pay attention to, which I know sounds bad. But I mean that in a really good way. Like, their music is very... What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Not exactly atmospheric, at least in the musical sense. You right. know, you'd normally use that for post-rock or electronic or yeah. something like that. But I know what you mean. It's... You can sit down and listen to it and pay attention to it and pick out a lot of intricacies in it, or you can just like put it on while you, while you're doing something, like you said, and I don't. It, it just goes with that. You can you can kind of bounce to it and rock out to it while you're not really focused on it. Right. It, it, I think it falls into the same line as a band like the Hold Steady, where I can sit down, and put on a pair of headphones, and really just you know dig deep into the lyrics, into the music, into the you know, whatever, everything's going on is storytelling, or I can pop on a record and clean my living room. Like it's, it doesn't need to be a hundred percent focused, but it's really good it's, to just have on. It's almost kind of like a local band feel where it's like you could sit, you could sit down and pay attention. Like you were going to see a band at a show, or you could just kind of do your own thing while they're there. Like, I don't know, it was your brother's band practicing in your basement. Right. You could just sit down and have a beer and chat with your friends, or you could be up front dancing around like a maniac. And I think uh, this album specifically, the vibe really resonates with me at least the past couple years because the album was written as a kind of 20s into 30s transition. Right. The, uh, the guys were dealing with that point of their lives, and that's what they wanted to capture with this album is... Uh, they said it's a uh, kind of send-off to their 20s. And even in this song, it does make a lot of sense uh, because of the themes of this song, uh, that you kind of, in your later 20s, early 30s, if you're still out there looking for a, a partner, uh, you run into these people that are obsessed with their exes. Yeah, that's that's a very, I guess, mid to late 20s, early 30s thing. I uh, kind of... Kind of just what I picked up from the way the song's written is uh, the main character was going about his day with the intention of going to a party with his girlfriend that night. Right. And while he was out, he ran into one of his girlfriend's ex-boyfriends, who obviously was still carrying a thing for the girlfriend and decided he was going to kick this guy's ass, which... I don't know, at least personally, I feel like is a semi-relatable song. I feel like a lot of people at some point have probably had to deal with this, you know, you got some ex that's still obsessed with them, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. 
you also had that part in your life where seemingly everyone wanted to kick your ass anyway, but we still couldn't figure out. Yeah, that's that's true. That might just be might be a <laughs> that's why thing. you relate to it so much. But I like I like the the tone that the the storytelling of the song takes, where it's like, yeah, this guy's gonna kick my ass, but you know what? I really like this girl, so if I got to get my ass kicked by this guy, worth it. Yeah, it's that whole like kind of like the whole growing up thing. Like, yeah, I know what I want. I'm gonna stand my ground, and if I get my ass kicked, then if I get my ass kicked. Yeah, being the mature one in the situation, yeah. and like, okay, this guy's still 15, but yeah, you saw his mentality, but I can't, I can't do about anything it. about that. Uh, so it's it's just a it's it's a fun little song that uh, touches on something a lot of people probably dealt with at some point in their lives in a uh, rather tongue in cheek manner. Exactly, everyone in some way, shape, or form can relate to this song. So once again, my song today was Charlie's Army by the Menzingers off the 2017 album After the Party. Fun little song, nice vibe to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So uh, Can't say I'm too disappointed. Yeah, so let's go ahead and we're going to take a short little break and we'll come back and I guess I'll take my turn. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All right, Matt, you're up. Let's see what you get this week. Let's see. 13. All right, let's see what we get. All right, so 13 in, and we have a lesser-known song by a greater-known band. Uh, the song is Fuck You and Your Cat by Goldfinger. Uh, <laughs> nice. This should be fun. So that was Fuck You and Your Cat from artist Goldfinger off their 1996 album of the same name, Goldfinger. Uh, it is one minute and 15 seconds long. What a minute and 15 seconds. It's a wild ride from the beginning to end. Uh, now, most people probably know the name Goldfinger and immediately think Tony, Tony Hawk's Pro, Pro Skater. Skater. <laughs> yep. Superman. Uh, this song was actually out before that. Yes. So... They've been around since 94, which in, you know, their scene isn't surprising at all. A lot of the guys are 20, 30 plus years doing it. Uh, they've released eight albums and they are pretty much considered one of the few pioneering bands of third wave ska. You, know, you got your Goldfinger, you got your Real Big Fish, you got your Less Than Jake. Uh, I'd even throw like Catch-22 in there, even though they're on the newer end of, of that line. And speaking of that, the horn parts on this album are in fact provided by some big time names of the third wave ska scene including Dan Regan and Scott Klopfenstein from Real Big Fish and Efren Santana of Hepcat. Yep. That's uh, because John Feldman, the singer and producer uh, produced the Real Big Fish album 
just before this one came out, just after this one came out. So I'm sure he has a very good relationship uh, with those guys. And coincidentally, this being their first album, it was the only Goldfinger album that John Feldman was not involved in the production side of. Right, because this was a couple years before he started doing production. I'm sure this is probably what got him into doing production was seeing us uh, behind the scenes and everything like that. Now, I love songs like this from the ska bands, ska punk bands, because they're very sarcastic in uh, in their approach, both in the delivery, the lyrics, and then also in just the music itself. It's definitely that kind of old school punk ska yeah. uh, tone of storytelling. Straightforward, to the point, a little biting. But yeah, because it, it opens up with these, these ooze. There's no other way to talk about it. There's, no, these, just, there's these ooze. It's a section of ooze. The section of ooze. That's how it's written on the lyrics. That's, yes, it is. And it's just these... Honestly, if you took it out of this song and put it anywhere else, it, it'd be really beautiful. Yeah, I don't need... The, the first section of the song, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of a retro... It's an island feel. Like 50s, yeah. 60s kind of sound, which is you know, pretty out there for a 1996 ska punk album. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't go... I could find an album in, like, Goodwill from exactly. Hawaiian songs and find this intro on it uh, until he starts singing. Because then you really hear it in his voice that this song is not meant to be that style of music. Uh, it is definitely a sarcastic take on what he's trying to do. And it shows because after that whole first section, you kind of get this big climb into just a in-your-face punk sound, like what they're used to. It's more of a traditional hardcore punk sound where later on they started incorporating more of the ska and pop punk elements to their sound. But this is a very straightforward. It's a very straightforward minute 15 up and down punk rock song, even with the intro the way that it is. Uh, and not only that, being a Goldfinger song, you already see these elements that come up in their later albums, even up to the towards the most recent ones, which what I would call a, a classic Goldfinger-specific harmony in the vocals. There's a specific way that Goldfinger does harmonies in their vocal lines that I don't think anyone else does. Or if they do it, they don't do it the same. It's just very specific to Goldfinger. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean, even if you're not really paying attention. Right. If you if you your ear catches that, you immediately know. Yeah, you know it's a Goldfinger song. And Feldman, I mean, with us talking about him being a producer earlier, has gone on to produce just a ridiculous amount of artists from all over the place, from the used to story of the year to Ashley Simpson to the queen of punk rock herself, Avril Lavigne. I was quite surprised uh, looking through his production credits, even knowing that he was a producer in the scene. I was quite surprised at his actual resume Yeah, and how many albums I've heard over the years that I didn't realize he was behind the sound of the album. Right. Or th things, you know, like, 
you would imagine you'd see a list of, you know, punk bands, ska bands, pop punk bands, metal bands, but not top 40 hit. The Hillary Duff, Ashley Simpson, yeah. Mandy Moore. Yeah, stuff like that. You would never expect to see that. He's also, over the course of the time in Goldfinger, became a very avid vegan and animal rights supporter. Uh, and I only bring that up because of one of their albums later down the road uh, was pretty focused on yeah. <laughs> veganism and animal rights activism. Obviously. Feldman and that style of music in general have never been shy about politics. No, not at all. And uh, he shows it. Another thing about Goldfinger's music is their bass lines. I've always loved Goldfinger's bass lines. They are they're just true ska punk bass lines. They're all over the place in a good way. Uh, they fit the song. They carry a melody. They're their own melodic part in itself. You know, the guitar is doing one thing, vocal melody doing another thing, bass melody doing its own thing. Uh, but they know how to bring it all together and make a good song out of it. The bass was actually the next thing I was going to mention as oh. well, obviously. Well, I uh, mentioned it first, so fuck you. <laughs> in general, but specifically in this song, the I would say for this song, the bass is actually the main thing that stands out for me. Oh, yeah. Out of all the different parts. Uh, it starts right from the intro, and you immediately get this complex, walky bass line that still kind of takes your attention from the, you know, weird 50s, 60s guitar thing, Hawaiian thing they've got going on. And then it just kind of does that throughout the entire song in various ways. But my my favorite part is when they do the transition and there's the slight pause before it really opens up into the last punk section of the song the bass slides up and hits a high note and holds it out through that pause. And it just, it sounds sick. It just sets it up. Yeah, it definitely sets up that last section just in a, a way no one else could. Now, I know that's not a whole lot about the song, but there's only so much you could say about a song. It's a minute and 15 seconds long. True. It's less than a minute and a, a, minute and a half of punk rock. Also more than a minute of punk rock. Almost exactly in the middle of a minute and a minute and a half of punk rock. Punk rock math. Well, again, that was Fuck You and Your Cat by Goldfinger off the 1996 album Goldfinger. So one more time, my song was Charlie's Army by the Menzingers off the 2017 album After the Party. And again, my song was I Just Fucking Forgot. I was scrolling through to find it. I forgot what year the album came out. Fuck you and your cat, 1996, Goldfinger, Goldfinger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving it. Fuck it. That's staying. That's happening. Well, again, you can find these songs on our Spotify playlist, the Hit Shuffle Podcast playlist. Be sure to check us out on social media at hit underscore shuffle on Twitter at hit underscore shuffle on Instagram and search hit shuffle podcast on Facebook and be sure to check out our website hit shuffle podcast.com. Now we're going to try something a little bit different at the end of this one. We have a little bit of homework for you. I'm going to roll the die. I'm going to give you a number. You're going to go through and shuffle your collection of music and go ahead and post on our Facebook page or our Twitter and let us know what you got and a little something about the song. So let's see. Six. You got a six. So go ahead and shuffle that six times and uh, let us know what you got. Yeah, looking forward to getting some new music recommendations. Absolutely. 
And again, I am your host, Matt. And I am your host, Dave. And this has been the Hit Shuffle Podcast. Yes, it has. This is gonna stalk to edit.